Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Mildred at Home, Episode 2 Mr. Travilla had gone, and Mr. Dinsmore and his little daughter sat alone upon the veranda, she upon his knee, his arm about her. Some moments had passed without a word spoken by either. Elsie's eyes were downcast, her face full of solemn joy. "'What is my little girl thinking of?' her father asked at length. "'Oh, Papa, I am so glad, so happy.' so thankful she said and as she looked up into his face he saw that that tears were glistening in her eyes you are seldom other than happy i think and hope he responded softly stroking her hair yes very seldom dear papa how could anybody be unhappy with so many many blessings to be thankful for especially such a dear kind father to love and take care of me but I am happier than usual tonight, because of the good news Mr. Travilla has told me. Ah, what was that? That he has found the Savior, Papa, and that it was partly through my instrumentality. Isn't it strange that God should have so honored a child like me? Ah, I don't know that it is. A little child shall lead them, the Bible says. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. God often works by the feeblest instrumentality, that thus all may see that the glory is due to him alone. I rejoice with you, my darling, for no greater blessing can be ours than that of being permitted to win souls to Christ. Yes, Papa, but I am so far from being what I ought, she added, with unaffected humility, that I wonder I have not proved a stumbling block instead of a help. Give the glory to God, he said. Yes, Papa, I know it all belongs to him. Oh, don't you hope Mr. Travilla will be with us next Sunday at the Lord's table? I do indeed. It is a precious privilege I have long wished to share with him, a means of grace no Christian ought ever to neglect, a command that as the last and dying one of our blessed Master, we should joyfully obey with the utmost endeavor to be in a proper frame of mind. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Let us both pray earnestly for grace and help to partake worthily, repenting of every sin, hating and forsaking it, and devoting ourselves anew and unreservedly to the Master's service. I will, Papa, she said, and should we not meditate on Jesus while at his table? Yes, he should be the principal theme of our thoughts all through the exercises. We should remember him, the loveliness of his character, the life he led, the death he died, and all that he has done and suffered for us. They fell into silent thought again. Elsie was the first to speak. I wonder where they are now, Papa. Who are, who, our travelers? Well, we cannot tell precisely, but I hope it will not be very long before we shall hear of their safe arrival in Philadelphia. That will end the journey for Mama and Horace, she remarked, but what a long one the others will still have before them. I should think Annis would feel as if she must hurry on as fast as possible till she gets home to her father and mother. 
very possibly she may, but I know that Dr. Landreth and Mildred intend resting for, for some days in Philadelphia, so Annis will be obliged to curb her impatience, which the sights of the city will no doubt help her to do. That instant, Elsie gave a sudden start, asking in an odd, tremulous whisper, Papa, what is that? Nestling closer to him as she spoke, it was growing dusk, and a shadowy figure, dimly seen by the waning light, had just emerged from the shadow of a large tree, at some distance down the drive. It was now stealing cautiously in their direction. Don't be alarmed, dearest, Mr. Dinsmore said, tightening his clasp on Elsie's slight form. I presume it is some runaway whom hunger has forced to show himself. Then calling to the figure, which continued to advance with slow, faltering steps. Halt! Who are you? And what is your business here? He asked. I Zeke, sir, answered a trembling voice. I's come back to walk, and hopes you won't be hard on me. Who was repent? Who's repentant and powerful? Sorry for taking a holiday without your leave, sir. Mr. Dinsmore made no reply, and the man drew nearer. "'I's powerful sorry, sir,' he repeated, pausing at the foot of the veranda steps, and standing there in a cringing attitude, his rags fluttering in the evening breeze, the remnant of a straw hat in his hand. "'Hope you won't order me no floggin'. If you choose to go back where you came from, I shall not interfere with you, Zeke,' returned Mr. Dinsmore, coolly. I's done tarred o' dee swamp, sir. I's like to starve to death, dar. Hain't tasted nut to de fuss, morsel of victuals for de last two days. Oh, poor fella, how hungry he must be! Exclaimed Elsie. Papa, won't you please give him something to eat? He won't work, Elsie. Since I have known him, he has never earned his salt. But, Papa, she pleaded, wouldn't it be wrong and cruel to let him starve while we have plenty and to spare? Would it? God's command is, Six days shalt thou labor, and do all thy work. And Paul says to the Thessalonians, Even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Elsie turned to the suppliant. Zeke, you hear what the Bible says, and you know we must all obey its teachings. Yes, Miss Elsie, that's true enough. Then will you promise, Papa, that if he feeds you now, you will go to work industriously tomorrow, if God spares your life? Sure and I will, Miss Elsie, except I gets de misery in de back, or de head, or somewheres else. He can always find a hole to creep out at, Elsie, Mr. Densmore said with a slight. Those miseries never elude a determined search. But Zeke, said Elsie, you mustn't give up for a little misery. You mustn't try to feel one. Show not, but de jess comes de selves, little missy. And some people give them every encouragement while others work on in spite of them, remarked Mr. Dinsmore with some sternness of tone. I assure you, Zeke, that I have myself done many an hour's work while enduring a racking headache. You saw? Taught you didn't never do no work. Just because you never saw me take hold of spade or hoe, one may toil far harder with the mind, Zeke. Well, I will give you one more trial. Go to the kitchen and tell Aunt Dinah from me that she is to give you something to eat, and tomorrow you must go to work with the rest in the field, or starve. And mind, if you have been without food as long as you say, you mustn't eat nearly so much as you want to tonight, or you'll kill yourself. 
Thank you, sir. Accepts the conditions, and with a low bow, first to Mr. Dinsmore, then to Elsie, he turned and shambled off in the direction of the kitchen. Papa, is he so very lazy? asked Elsie. Very. He would do nothing but lie in the sun if allowed to follow his own pleasure, though he is young, strong, and healthy. He disappeared some days ago, but I permitted no search to be made for him, and should have been better pleased had I never seen him again. Papa, perhaps he might do better at some other work, in the garden or about the stables. Possibly. I think I shall try acting upon your suggestion. Oh, thank you, sir, she said. Then, after a moment's thoughtful silence, Papa, we are sitting here doing nothing at all, yet I know you must think it right, else you wouldn't do it or let me. It is right. Neither body nor mind was made capable of incessant exertion. We need intervals of rest, and can accomplish more in the end by taking them when needed. Jesus once said to his disciples, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. Oh, yes, I remember it now, she said. How good and kind. How thoughtful for others. He always was. Papa, I do so want to be like him. I think you are, my darling, he answered in moved tones, and pressing her closer to him, like him in sufficient measure for those who know you in your daily life, to take knowledge of you that you have been with Jesus and learned of him. Papa, you couldn't say sweeter words to me, she whispered with her arm about his neck, and he felt a tear fall on his cheek. And you, Papa, oh, I'm sure no one could be long in your company without feeling sure you were one of Jesus' disciples. I hope that is so, he said with feeling, for like you, I most earnestly desire to honor him by my daily walk and conversation, and to be always and everywhere recognized as his servant. Elsie, who had the kindest of hearts, thought of Zeke while her mammy was preparing her for bed that night, and again while going through the duties of her morning toilet. Then that completed, she hastened to her father with a request that Zeke might be set to work in her own little garden. Weeding and watering, it would be very pleasant, easy work, I am sure, she added. I like to do it myself. I doubt if Zeke would know weeds from flowers, her father said, smiling down into the eager little face. But I shall show him, Papa, if I may. You may do just as you please about it, was the indulgent reply. We will have our reading and prayer together, and then you may send for Zeke and give him his instructions. Oh, thank you, Papa, she exclaimed with as sincere joy and gratitude as though she had won some great favor for herself. Mr. Dinsmore rang for a servant and sent a message to Zeke. He was directed to make himself clean and decent and come to the veranda for further orders. He obeyed. Elsie found him waiting there, and taking him to her garden, explained him minutely what she wished him to do, calling his attention particularly to the difference between the leaves of the weeds that were to be uprooted and those of some annuals not yet in bloom. He promised faithfully to attend to her directions and to be industrious. Don't you think it's nicer, easier work than what you would have to had to do in the field? she asked. Yes, Miss Elsie, he drawled, but it's stooping all de same, and I's got de misery in de back. She gave him a searching look, then said reproachfully, Oh, Zeke, you don't look the least bit sick, and I can't help being afraid you were real, are really lazy. Remember, God knows all about it, and is very much displeased with you if you are not speaking the truth. So's I's gwine to work anyhow, honey, 
he answered with a sound between a sigh and a groan, as he bent down and pulled up a weed. That's right, she said pleasantly, as she turned and left him. An hour later, coming out to see what progress he was making, she found nearly all her beloved annuals plucked up by the roots, and lying withering among the weeds in the scorching sun. Oh, how could you, Zeke, she cried, her eyes filling with tears. Why, what's the matter, Miss Elsie? he asked, gaping at her in open-mouthed wonder, not unmixed with her apprehension and dismay. Madger, you have been pulling up flowers as well as weeds. That is one you have in your fingers now. Zeke dropped it as if it had been a hot coal, and stood staring at it where it lay withering, wilting on the hot ground. Show, sure, Miss Elsie, I didn't go for to do no such thing, he said plaintively, taught I was doing about right. Shall I plant them again? No, they wouldn't grow, she said. I'm mighty sorry, Miss Elsie. You ain't going to have him set back to de work in the field, is you? He asked with humble entreaty. I'm afraid that is all you are fit for, Zeke. But the decision rests with Papa. I will go and speak to him about it. Don't try to do any more work here, lest you do more mischief, she said. Turning toward the house, he hurried after her. Please now, Miss Elsie, don't go for to swade Mr. Dinsmore again, this poor man. No, I shall not, she answered kindly. Perhaps there is something else you can do set at about the house or grounds. But Zeke, turning to him and speaking very earnestly, you will never succeed at anything unless you strive against your natural laziness and try to do your best. That is what God bids us all do. He says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men. Speck that so, Miss Elsie, he drawled. But the Lord, he ain't going to take no notice what a poor me bout in de field or de garden. That's a great mistake, Zeke, she said. His eyes always on you, on everybody. And he is pleased with us if he sees us trying to do faithfully the work he has given us, no matter how low the tasks may seem to us or other humans and is pleased if we are not trying to do it as to the Lord and not unto men. You ain't fended about those po flowers what dis poor been poor up in a mistake, is you now, Miss Elsie? he asked. Evidently her religious teachings had made no more impression than the whistling of the wind. No, Zeke, I only can't trust you again, she said, turning away with a slight sigh over her failure to win him from his inborn indolence. She hastened to her father with the story of what had occurred. Ah, it is about what I had expected, he said. I'm sorry for your loss, but it can soon be repaired. Have you left Zeke there to finish the work of destruction? No, sir, I told him to stop till he heard from you. He shall go back to the field at once. There's no propriety in giving him an opportunity to do further mischief, Mr. Dinsmore said with a decision that left no room for remonstrance. And summoning a servant sent the order. Elsie heard it with a sigh. What now? You are not wasting pity on him, are you? Her father asked, drawing her to his knee. I did hope to do him some good, Papa, she sighed, and I am disappointed that I can't. There may be other opportunities in the future, he said, and do not fret about the flowers. You are welcome to claim all in my gardens and conservatories. How good and generous you always are to me, you dear father, she said, thanking him with a hug and kiss, while her face grew bright with love and happiness. No, I won't fret. 
How wicked it would be for one who has so many blessings. But, Papa, I can't help feeling sorry. Ah, Travilla, glad to see you, as at that instant that gentleman galloped up and dismounted. So am I, sir, Elsie said, leaving her father's knee to run with outstretched hand to meet and welcome their guest. He clasped the little hand in his and held it for a moment, while he bent down and kissed the sweet little face. "'What news?' Mr. Dinsmore asked, when he had given his friend a seat and resumed his own. "'None that I know of, except that I have come to your view, which is my mother's also, of the subject we were discussing yesterday.' "'Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ.' "'Yes.' said Mr. Trevilla, for he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him, able to keep even me from falling. Thank you for listening to another episode of Agersoft Story Classic.